Where to be? Yo, so hey, fucking, this is the first only yesterday episode, baby. I'm Tony. I'm Adam. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your qualifications there, sir? Yeah, so uh, my qualifications are um, bachelor's degree in social work. Um, been in the field for shit. How long have I been in the field, bro? Okay, I guess. Would you consider in the field like when you do your internship or like yeah, after for your sure. internship? Even before that, you can say. I Even think before so. that? But okay. I will say, all you're saying bachelors, I hear potential masters and probably future masters. Probably future masters, man. Yeah, like I, I see a masters me, in your future, man. Uh, people keep saying it, man. I might have to do it. I might just have to Let's, do it. I'll put it this way. If I did it, anybody can do it. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. that shit was hard. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I've just been in the field since... Uh, well, before 2020, right? Because my first internship was in like 2017. But okay, even then, 2019, 2020, been in the field since. Yeah, but um, are we in the yeah. field? Yeah, I'm Adam, and I have um, I just barely got my master's in social work, but Tony and I met in college, doing our thing. That's Get right. Get it on. Social Getting work that education, on. baby. Okay, so why don't you why don't you kind of bring this bring the listeners up to speed? What are we talking about today? Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a couple different things. We're going to be talking about dispelling myths about gun violence um, and more specifically, you know, mass shooters in the U.S. and Mass shooters, man. Those fuckers. Yeah, it's pretty rough out here, bro. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to lie. This was, this was a hard research topic. It was pretty uh, shitty, like wading through the shit, Yeah, you know? It was, it was a lot, man. And so the, my issue with it is just there's so much about it. Because there's so many different aspects to look at it from, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, definitely wasn't uh, on my top priority list. But we got to get it. people need to hear this shit. Yeah, man. So as we're recording right now, it's June 2022, and we're just recording this in the wake of the Uvalde shootings and the Buffalo shooting, which has barely happened. Just for reference. Yeah, buddy. A lot of work needs to be done, man. We, yeah, uh, got some shit to do. Yeah. So let's let's talk about it, man. So like. We're talking about kind of mental illness, you know, we're a mental illness podcast because we are mental health workers and we're talking about kind of the circumstances, you know, of just gun violence and mass shootings. So, yeah, we're going to talk about some of the myths. Um, Let me ask you this. What are some of the myths you've heard? Like, um, I don't want to name them, but Fox News or just those kind of talking (laughs) points, you know, that kind of shit. Like, what are some kind of tropes that you hear a lot? I mean some of the myths that I hear, not specifically from Fox or whatnot, um, uh, that all people with guns are dangerous, right? Or some of the myths that I'm hearing are, you know, every time we have a good guy with a gun, it'll stop the bad guy with the gun. It doesn't. It Yet, yet that's definitely a myth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Fox News with... Well, I wasn't watching. I mean, to to but, be fair, like it, yeah. it, it happens from it, there are some circumstances of it, but it doesn't happen nearly as often as some people would make it. That's my phone. That was not somebody's <laughs> ass. Uh, not nearly as often as people make it out to be. Yeah, I'll tell you a little story because my father watches like five hours of Fox News a day. You know, I've, I've been I've been hearing some of this shit, and one of the things was like the connection between marijuana and mass shootings, and I was just like, wow. Wow. That's that's pretty intense. Like, I'm not going to say whether or not I have used certain substances like that, but I, I don't think that marijuana engenders like that kind of violence. You know, what do you think? Right. I I personally know many people 
many, many, many people who have utilized marijuana and have not gone on a mass shooting spree. Like, yeah, it, more it, than I know mass shooters. Yeah, I don't know a lot of mass shooters, but I I know a lot of people that uh, indulge, and yeah. they don't they don't do that kind of shit. But um, the research doesn't bear that out anyway either. Um, so other kind of uh, myths, video games, you know. Oh, buddy. Another one is bad parents. Ooh. Have you heard that before? Like, oh, just parent your kids better or whatever. I mean, I have heard that before, but I I can say that there may be some validity in that, perhaps, right? Like, when we talk about the nature of the nurture debate. Yeah, but I, I we're talking more people say, like, oh, this generation's doing this because of bad parents, you know? I Oh. Th- that plays a part. It's just the, we're talking about boomer aphorisms, boomer tropes about all oh, this generation, blah, 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 you know? Okay. This is kind of where we're, where I'm coming from with this, trying to lead us into this. Um, because it's easy to look for, like, you know, the simple explanation. Shooting happens. You know, everybody wants to be safe. For sure. Whatever, whatever, you know. And then people come out with, they want to say, like, oh, marijuana caused it. Or, oh, this person's just crazy. Or, oh, you know, just to avoid the topic of guns in general. I think our society does that a lot. Definitely. We definitely do that a lot. And you're a gun owner, right? Yes. Okay. So you, you kind of bring some perspective into this because I, I there's guns at my house, but I don't use them. I'm right. not familiar. But you you have military experience, you know. Mm-hmm. You kind of you you're qualified to talk about this. Yeah, and so that's that's another thing, right? Because when we talk about the Second Amendment, or we talk about people wanting to own guns, like there's so many different aspects that come into it, right? It is our constitutional right that we mark in the Constitution, but some people believe that it's a God-given right, and I don't know if that's absolutely accurate, but yeah. but. If that hey, if someone believes that, then hey, that's we're in America. You have your right to believe that. Um, I th- will put an asterisk on that because, like in the original Constitution, it talked about owning people. Yeah. So I mean, like it's yeah. not like the Constitution's not this God-given, <laughs> like immutable force that we have to obey. It's malleable, you know. So right, it's workable. Yeah. yeah. So um, obviously, mass shooters are complicated, right? I mean. Um, it just seems like it happens every day, and the more it happens, you know, the more just polarized our country becomes. And I hate to go there, you know, that centrist argument, but let's talk about kind of kind of like the mental health myths about mass shooters. What have you heard? Mental health myths? Yeah, I, what do people say about, oh, mental health is the cause for this, you know? Well, okay, now that that is specifically the, the argument, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't even know if I've heard, like different categories of myths regarding that subject. But I've just heard that, you know, mental health is a reason that, you know, we're having a lot of these mass shooters. And so I just want to say that I am, I'm a firm believer that, you know, all of our human experiences that we have with, within this life that we have with one another is a combination of nature and nurture, right? Like how you're born, like the, um, if if you do have any psychological abnormalities that you're born with or any physical maladies or any medical issues or anything like that, like that within itself is, you know, you're born into it. You have nothing that you can do about that. But then when we talk about families who, when they make such an environment that it's detrimental to the well-being of the child for whatever reason, either because they're out of ignorance or out of malice mm-hmm. or out of <clears throat> perceived benevolence 
um, that too has an effect, and we we can't ignore that, right? Like, yeah. So I I'll I'll say that I don't think that it's the only reason, right? Because there's so many, it's yeah, millions of reasons as to why someone would do something like that. But I feel like it's a culmination of many different things. Let me ask you this: You've been you said you've been a mental health worker for a while now. Yeah. Have you heard of tiny dick syndrome? <laughs> uh, I've heard about that even before becoming such a mental health worker, but yeah. Well, it's not a real thing, but it's not kind of the, it, we, we could we could title this like "Tiny Dick Syndrome" episode because we're going to talk about some of the the psyche of these people that are doing this. You know, I don't want to give them a platform, but we got to talk about like okay, this is kind of people that were, you know, that are doing this. Um, I got some myths right here. One is psychosis. Um, psychosis Ooh. is, you know, um, the the threshold for psychosis causing an event is pretty high, especially like in a court of law. I'm not a lawyer, but right. to prove, for example, like, you know, uh, what is it called again? Where you're, uh, shoot, you know, where you're not guilty, not guilty by, <laughs> by reason of insanity. insanity. That were fucking, oh my fuck. Okay. The monoton rule? Not, yeah, th- that. Okay. So the threshold for that's pretty high. Like mm-hmm. I study a lot of serial killers and stuff like that, you know, just for fun. Um, and a lot of guys try and get off their crimes by saying, oh, well, I, I have this mental disorder, right, right. you know, and even having schizophrenia, that does not automatically give you a card to just do whatever the fuck you want, right? <laughs> Correct. Because, like, if that was the case, I have OCD, I have all these things, I'm, you know, I could make all these excuses. Right, but right. when we're talking about psychosis and why people blame that because it's one of the easy things to talk about, you know, on the news, like it makes a good segment like oh psychosis that sounds like a scary word psychosis is you know paranoia delusions Mm -hmm. losing um sense of time and place all those kind of things those can cause people to do things you know those can contribute but to attribute psychosis specifically to the problem you'd have to be able to prove that this person at this point when they're shooting people was in a state of psychosis, and that's really hard. Yeah, that's immensely difficult to do. Because shooters usually die, right? Yeah. They're not around long. And even if they are around afterward, it's pretty hard to get good, solid information from them. Right. And so it is hard to get good, solid information, and then credible information to contribute to the fact that they were going through a psychotic event, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's difficult. We'd have to have, you know, all sorts of evidence, you know, the history, the mental mental health, medical background, you know, like even perhaps family history, right? Like does this person have a, a history of, you know, these types of issues in their family? I I think there's far too much to uh yeah. to attribute to it to just say, "Oh, well, this person's uh, schizophrenic, so they did it." Or you're like, "Bro, do you know how many freaking schizophrenic people don't go on mass shootings?" That is a good segue cuz that's the next bullet point of my thing. So we're right. just like vibing here. So I got I got some uh I've read an article called Moving Beyond Motives and Mass Shootings. Um Right. And I'll put all of these articles in the show notes. Um so there's little evidence that mental health disorders like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder are the cause of mass shootings. And because, sorry, and because, um, like we were saying, it's hard to prove that psychosis was the exact cause, you know, right. um, leading up to it. Definitely. There can be psychosis. There could be delusions that cause somebody to want to shoot up a school or mm-hmm. a bank or whatever, but the threshold for proving that, 
it was caused by schizophrenia, by bipolar disorder. There's just not strong evidence that that's the thing. Um, in fact, there's a weak correlation between violence and mental illness. That's another myth that we see in the news a lot mm. is mental illness and violence, you know. Um, mental illness and violence, uh, people with mental illness are actually more likely to have violence acted on them and be victims of violence Correct. rather than being the perpetrators. Not to say that mental illness is necessarily like people with mental illness don't act violently because of their mental illness. They do. Mm. But there's weak correlation there with mass shootings and being caused by that. Yeah, and that's what I think is so interesting when I when we hear this talking point, right? Like, oh, we have a um, a, a gun issue disguised as a mental health crisis. Like, no, it's 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 the guns. Like, there's something that needs to be done about the firearms that are there. And of, of course, there we can address the mental health aspect, right? Because if we don't do anything about the mental health, then we're opening the door for more opportunities like this, right? Yeah. But we, but again, there's something there's something more that can be done, but. I again, I don't think like outright prohibition is the way to go either. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get to that at some point. So all right, all right, hold, right. hold on to that. Hold on to that. But <laughs> let me we're, him, coach. We're, 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 we're getting there. Okay, right. so um, profiles of mass shooters. Something interesting. And I'm gonna drop a knowledge bomb on you. Ooh. So there was a study done by Langford, Silver, and Cox. Sorry, names. <laughs> um, we are grown men. We are grown men. He I'm just 27. Got his masters. In <laughs> I have a master's work. in social work, and I cannot get past that word without thinking about Cox. So Let's go. there you go. Um, compared, so they compared the mental health behaviors and personality factors of active shooters, um, which is people that just shoot up places. You know, not necessarily mass shooters, which is different. Hom- homicide, like perpetrators, of homicide, and then perpetrators of suicide attacks slash suicidality, they actually found that mass shooters had more in common with the suicide, like, control group or the suicide group. Really? Yes, because they had a higher frequency of, like, suicidal ideations and the thought disorders were similar and similar mental health problems. Hmm. And then they also kind of that um, indifference for human life. Right. Um, you would think it would be flipped, right? Like yeah. you would think that they would have more homicidality traits and aspects toward their personality. But, but hmm. yeah, well, the I mean, thing about homicide, it's the motives are different because when you're sure. when you're um, I don't want to say committing suicide, when you're trying to die by suicide, you're trying to die. And when you're a mass shooter, usually you're not expecting to live when you're a homicide perpetrator. You're usually trying to, I don't know, get revenge or act out of your emotions in a domestic case. So, like, their motives are different. Like, they want to survive afterward, you know? Right, right. Mass shooters, they display a lot of, like, suicidality. And so a lot of the red flags for suicide and for mass shooters are similar. Although we have to be careful here because, like, saying that suicide, you know, and mass shooters are the same, like, that's... Yeah, it, it's problematic. I, I don't know about you, man, but I, I've experienced suicidal ideations, and I know a lot of people have. And yeah. so, like that sh- correlation does not equal causation, motherfuckers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like cannot be understated, cannot be overstated. We need to say it a thousand times. Yeah. Um, so we're not picking on people with suicidal ideations by saying that mass shooters share those things in common. That's not what we're trying to say. Right. And I just 
Yeah, because that, that's a very interesting point, right? Because we know so many people. I, I can I can give you ten names right now of people who I know that are experiencing, you know, or who have experienced suicidal ideation, but have not again gone to commit to a mass shooting. One of them sitting at this table. I've I've definitely experienced those ideations right? before. And so I feel that when we when we try to lump them into the same, you know, the same pool, right? It's just like when people try to say, oh, this person is a, he's gay, so we must be a pedophile, right? Like, it, it's it's rough. Yeah. It's terrible. It's a, it's a direct, it's, it's a direct affront to the category itself, right? Yeah, man. Like, but yeah. So, like, I, I looked at, like, a statement by our former president um, mm-hmm. saying that, like, it's all mental. It's all mental illness. It's not the guns, you know, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of asinine. Like, sorry, uh, I think that's kind of asinine to say, like, in a public platform, as the head of the state, you know. Yeah, I feel like you have to be very careful. Like, yeah, as a, as a head of anything right like you yeah. need to be mindful of the things that you say especially if you were the head of an entire nation yeah mate, you yeah you got to be mindful for yeah sure. for sure um and so like the like we said the vast majority of people with mental illness aren't violent you know there's a weak correlation there so the, the on the other side of that though the role of mental illness in mass shootings and in violence you know we could shouldn't underestimate that as social workers as mental health workers because it does have a role right it's not Absolutely. the exclusive cause you know right but we're going to talk about the precipitating kind of what leads up to this what causes that you know um yeah because it's, it's hard you can't necessarily point down the demographics of a mass shooter right? yeah like you can't just say that oh the person looks like this or they look like that so th- this is exactly what it looks like because there's so many different yeah. aspects that go into it right yeah the vast majority i will say though the vast majority of mass shooters are white males Unfortunate. But being a white male doesn't mean you're going to be a fucking mass shooter, you know? Correct. <laughs> Very correct. Definitely want to point that out. The next group is black males. I think it's at 20%, and then it trickles down from there. Right, right. But that's just one factor. But the vast majority of shooters are male for some reason, with a few exceptions. Word. With a few exceptions. Yeah. So let's talk kind of about the mental illness aspect of it. Um, so in the research, there's kind of some common characteristics. Um People experiencing loss, like job loss or divorce, relationship issues, financial issues, um, those people, that is one of the kind of red flags for somebody who's going to commit a mass shooting. Right. And I mean, that's someone who's going through a shit ton of grief, right? And so yeah, I can only imagine, right? So I don't know, again, the ages of the particular demographic, but I can only imagine that. I can tell you if you want to know. Sure. It's usually like the 20 to 40 range in males. 20 to 40 range. Okay. So around, let's say around between 20 and 30, right? Yeah. Those are some pretty formative years, right? Like you're finishing out your adolescence. You're becoming a young adult. um, You're wanting to, you know, put your mark on this world. At at the very least, you're wanting to find out what it is that you want to do while on this earth. And so while we couple that with grief or trauma or magnify that with grief trauma and being bullied or grief trauma and yeah whatever the case may be uh, it's it's not looking good no i mean but again that doesn't necessarily make you a mass shooter no because i could put myself in that category you know i'm just barely getting out of that early adulthood stage you know and right it was it was a battle 
You know, it was hard. Um, another thing is persecutory delusions, Ooh. which is kind of like, well, persecution, you know, people mm-hmm. are against you. The world's against you. Your society yeah. is against you. We see that a lot with things like white supremacy, right. where they feel threatened by people like us, people of color. We're people of yeah. color, by the way, listeners. I'm it, black. I'm not black, but I'm not white. <laughs> but I will say for the record, um, white people... You have nothing to fear. White people are not going anywhere. You, you're doing great. I mean, n- not like the Proud Boys and all them, but the rest of y'all, you guys are doing great. We love you. Yeah, it's a pretty low threshold to put out there. But yeah, white people, you're not, <laughs> you're not inherently evil, you know, um, despite what you think people like us think. I don't know how that works. But the narrative out there, we right. do not think that all of you are evil, you know, right. Um but that, that was good to clear the air there, our color of our skin. And I'm Japanese, by the way. Um, Word. So, yeah, there's a lot of history of mass shooters and suicide attackers <laughs> in my family, too. So. Yeah, buddy, there's some history on this side, too, baby. Oh, so I feel especially equipped to talk about this. But um, getting back to the persecutory delusions, that's kind of like people who feel like males are under threat and that their power balance is under threat, which is – right completely bullshit but if you listen to the right news sources like we were talking some people are insulated against this stuff where all they hear all day is, is stuff like shit. info wars you know like that white people are under attack you know if you hear that all day you're gonna think that you know it's just yeah it's like and so i I'm, i talked about this the other day like so someone was saying that oh i've only seen cars today that don't have license plates and i'm like did you notice the bird that was flying above your head yeah. Like if you're specifically looking for this particular thing each and every time you're out, this is what you're going to Confirmation see. Confirmation bias. So, right. And so if we're constantly being fed, oh, you know, we're being replaced by, you know, people of color and that's what you're going to believe because that's what you're hearing all the goddamn time. Yeah. So you're going to you're going to at some point be like, "Okay, well, hey, maybe there's some truth to that." Are we are we really are we really being under attack? I will say that as a covert Asian spy over here, <laughs> we are trying to take over the country because we have the highest earning category of wages per capita. Yo. But you don't y'all don't see us cuz we're secret and um there's not a lot of us, so it's not going well. <laughs> so the plan is so, not going well. Yeah. So yeah, on the persecutory, I, like I like talking about this because it's a big part of it. Is yeah. when you are told continually by untrust, untrustworthy sources, you know that your identity is under threat. You're gonna want to, you know, act out on that. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I so mean, it's yeah, yeah. So it's part of that the threat to ego, you know, kind of in the scholarly world we call it white fragility. Um, Right. And again, that's that's not a dig on white people. This is just what it's called. Again, we don't we do not hate white people. It only yesterday podcast I have family that's white, partially. Um Tony doesn't, except uh, for his wife. Yep. <laughs> I married a white woman. He married a white woman. So if he hated white people, why would he marry her? Right, bro. Yo, <laughs> no, we we are not racist. We, we are not you. racist. We are um, multicultural. Yes, very. Um, narcissism, that's, that's kind of plays into it. So do you, I have some notes right here, but like, I trust your professional expertise, yo. Um, tell us about narcissism, Tony. Um, narcissism is... And why are you a narcissist? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is the most empathetic human being. 
So, uh, I, uh, wish, wish y'all could know him, but I, I, I try to be empathetic. But um, narcissism, yeah, man, it's uh, when you feel as though you can do no wrong. The entire world owes you everything, and anything you do wrong or anything bad that happens to you is because somebody else did it. It's someone else's fault. Or if you, for some reason, kicked the curb on your way up, it's because that asshole who set up the cement made the shit too high and your leg was too low. But of course your leg wasn't too low. This shit was just too high. You know what I'm saying? And it's, I mean, I don't want to like get into the whole like diagnostic yeah. shit. But I mean, I'm sure we we all know people like this. In the academic world, there's an emerging uh, kind of, title for this is called asshole disorder and some people have that it's It's an emerging disorder if you watch the media some people have asshole disorder it's coming out yeah like a prolapse that too i mean (laughs) (laughs) now i'm thinking about prolapsed buttholes and i can't unsee that oh thank you tony um so uh I'll, i'll give you kind of the rundown on like the clinical you know the nerdy explanation of narcissism so it's it's feelings of superiority Mm. low empathy um demand for fame and attention sensitive ego perceiving oneself as like a leader or more important than others and so it's kind of that complex of i mean we just saw it in the last four fucking years with our president narcissism if you if you want to see narcissism just go watch the last four years i i I don't know what to say about that but and and based on the description of the classifiers i'm sure everyone listening knows at least one person like this i know Unfortunately, a fuck ton of people like this. Yeah. I work with them as a therapist, too. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, so, yeah. So, that narcissism. Let's talk about that a little bit and how that plays into kind of the the some, some only some of the mass shooters being narcissists. Right. Because then, it, right. Be, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we see kind of this fame complex. People want to be famous. People think that their thoughts are more important than other people's. Mm-hmm. People think that they are... They they deserve more than life has given them, you know. I don't like putting the shooters on the podcast because fuck them, they're assholes. They yep. can go die in, in hell. Um hell or receive extensive therapy and treatment until they better themselves. While they have prolapsed assholes from all the torture. <laughs> but that that aside, so like you see like um one of the Columbine shooters was talking about like how he felt like he was going to be famous from it or he was special or he wanted more attention, you know? So you see that a a segment of the shooters are kind of the fame seeking. And how do you think that that plays into not giving a fuck about other people? Okay. So yeah, if you believe yourself to be like above other people, right? Like you believe that if you aren't above the law, then you're going to take the law into your own hands by making other people subject sovereign to, citizens, motherfuckers. Yeah, I was going to say you're going <laughs> to make other people subject to your will. And if you are, if you are, you know, in the realm of narcissism and you're like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, be this person. I'm going to, you know, everyone's going to know my name or feel my wrath, or they're going to know, they're going to know pain. They're going to know my pain. Like, I feel like that is what can help, not not even help, it can get in, contribute to that type of thought, right? Like, yeah. And so it's definitely problematic, especially in the case of a mass shooting. A little, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, we call it delusions of grandeur in um, the psychology world. Um, but delusions of grandeur, that's kind of what we described of 
thinking that you're the shit when you're not. Right, right. And which leads us back to tiny dick syndrome. Which leads so, us right back. Um, so yeah, that that's one segment of like our mass shooters that we're seeing. There's other types where they have either real or perceived like victimization and grievances, you know? Right, right. Whether it's like bullying like or the incels. Yes. Like perceived victimization. Yes. Like half the people on the internet. Yeah. Like half the people on 4chan. Uh all of the people on 4chan, I would say. Um, sorry, 4chan listeners. Go fuck yourselves. Um <laughs> we, lo- we love you. The ones who are reasonable. Mm, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um so there is that kind of element of it, like the victimization. And yeah. some people have like have maybe a disability, maybe they had like growth problems, or maybe they had some type of thing physically that people made fun of them for. And it creates kind of this complex of having a chip on your shoulder, right? Right. Having something you got to prove. Having something you got to prove, which is great if you want to be like a therapist, like I did, like I want to prove myself motherfuckers kind of thing. But not if you want to shoot up a school. That's bad. Yeah. And so I think that's that's a good point that you bring up is because I'm pretty sure th- there's hundreds of thousands, millions, maybe even billions of people who've experienced immense trauma, immense bullying, immense, you know, sexual violence, freaking actual violence. I mean, not to say the sexual violence isn't actual. I mean, physical violence. Sorry. Let me clarify. Sure, sure, sure. Um, psychological violence, freaking persecution. We're talking like people coming from war-torn countries and things like this. And there are so many people who take that hurt, that pain, and flip it and say, hey, because of this, I'm going to do something great. I'm going to, you know, become a social worker. I'm going to become a philanthropist. I'm going to become a an international fucking aid society worker like whatever the case may be like you know like doing something with that energy that's productive rather than destructive yes i will also add there's many many people with tiny dicks that do not turn into sociopaths i'm friends with some of them i don't know i assume that they do but (laughs) sure and tiny dick people thank you for contributing to our society all the presidents you know um (laughs) it's it's not the size it's what you do with it bro it's not the size of what you do with it destroyer yes sometimes if it's too large that's a problem too so i I feel like that's a segment of the violent population but i don't know i don't measure people's dicks very often especially not the dicks of mass shooters that too because they're dead but um (laughs) so Getting on to kind of some of the mental illness aspects of it, because we talked about a little bit with narcissism, um, some things that contribute to maybe these delusions of grandeur is like anxiety, paranoia, trauma, abuse, injustice. You know, we're talking about, you know, people being fired from their jobs or divorced or those kind of um, feelings of loss. So those can precipitate in asterisk mark some people. specific people and lead to kind of that victimization mentality. Um, Right, right. And it's rough. Oh, it it is rough. Um, And so, yeah, bullying, you know, disabilities, perceived otherness can kind of contribute to the mentality of a mass shooter, the anger, the hatred, you know. Um, Right. And so that's why I feel like before we even get to the mass shooting, right? Like the people in this person's circle should be like, hey, we're seeing that this person's going through these things, right? Like, let's see what we can do to maybe help this motherfucker. But Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I think Ooh. so. Getting on to that point, like, I don't, they say that, oh, it just happened out of nowhere. 
Right. I don't really believe that because if you look at the signs closely for like the behaviors, you're probably going to see some stuff, you know? Yeah, you're going to see a bunch of different warning signs. Yes. You're going to see some red flags, which we've talked about, is those people having these delusions of being persecuted, being angry. Um, specifically, what it shares with suicide is kind of um, this kind of a funny word, but leakage of intent. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so leakage of intent is kind of like where they, they, they say things that are indicating future violence. Right. Or, right, right. I see, I see. Um, you know, whether it's writings or text messages, whatever it is. Right, right. It's kind of hinting at violence. Right. And it doesn't even need to be like an entire manifesto, right? Like no. it can just be someone, you know, saying something offhandedly, bro. Like just something just to be like, hey, just to throw it out there into the into the abyss, right? Yeah. I have a dark sense of humor, so don't report me to the cops for making <laughs> these jokes. Um, I'm working on it, but that's like one of the things is like if you know somebody that's constantly joking about being a mass shooter, eh, you should probably check that guy out, you know, maybe get yeah. him some help, for sure. some therapy, some, some, you know, medication, whatever he needs. But, um, yeah, so it's, it kind of follows with suicide. There's warning signs, signs for suicide, which are very similar, eerily similar to mass shooters, you know, which is the the leakage of intent, experiencing kind of the interpersonal distress in their lives because of those things, having mental health issues, you know, that can contribute to who's doing this kind of shit. And most definitely. Yeah. Honestly, this is what makes me not like mass shooters, man. I mean, not that I'd like them I'm going to go on the record that we both don't like mass shooters. Right. This is what makes me not like them even more. Um, the fact that there are so, 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 so many people out here experiencing the exact same types of trauma, if not sometimes in some circumstances worse. Yeah. But we don't see more people doing these types of behaviors because we can do so much we can do so much more bro like we can make art we can fucking explore we can you know if you want to shoot so bad fucking go hunting like or just like hunting expedition just like twiddle your dick in your room or something instead of acting out other people i don't know right whatever you gotta do whatever you gotta do get it out there's there's so many different things that we can do to contribute to this world because it's already so fucking bleak dude like there's already so many negative things going on in this world right now like as i'm speaking to you right now like but when does a person say okay i want to take this energy and do something better with it or i'm going to take this energy and mow down an entire fucking mall or yeah, a freaking church or sure. whatever and i'm gonna throw this out there too which we talked about in our production meetings i have empathy for people that you know that are struggling with these kind of ideations or feeling, you know, beaten down or feeling lost or feeling, you know, disenfranchised. I've worked as a therapist with plenty of individuals that probably meet some of these kind of requirements that didn't yet go on to be mass shooters, you know? Yeah. And so there's definitely help, you know, Um, a lot of people don't get the help because of like the narcissistic element or because they're afraid or because they just don't have the resources, you know? Right. And it's rough. Like, <laughs> I keep fucking saying that. Um, but they, yeah, they don't have the, re- some people don't have the resources or they just like, you know, they don't have the desire or, you know, there's, again, there's so many different elements to it. They, we can't just 
pin down this is the reason and yeah that's why i enjoy social work it's just, yes. just abstract you know you can't just say you know it's not mathematical yeah i suck ass in math so it's a good thing it's not mathematical <laughs> which also you brought up another point that i think i want to bring up with our podcasters or listeners when we have them potentially right. first t-shirt idea it's rough out there it's rough out there it's yeah. rough out there it's rough out there it's rough out here in these streets yes it is okay um moving on so People, I, I, I described a little bit about this, but I want to be more specific just for the sake of it. The things that they have in common, they've studied like different groups, the active shooters, the perpetrators of homicide um, and suicide, like either it's suicide attackers or just suicide, like the similarities between the kind of ideations. And like I said before, um, it was thought disorders, mental health problems, um, just like a ton of shit. Oh, it's terrible. And so one thing that I think is interesting I wanted to bring up <clears throat> is uh, the firearm availability within the U.S. Oh, right? yeah. Like, so according to Stockholm International Peace Research Institute, um, the U.S. remains the world's largest exporter of weapons, uh, which is responsible for 38.6% of international arms sales between 2017 and 2021. Um, that's a shit ton of guns. That's a lot of fucking weapons, dude. Where, a lot what, of what are people doing? How, how, why, people don't, it's not like you eat a candy bar and you just get another one because you shit it out. Like, you can't shit out guns, but like, right. what are people doing with those fucking guns, <laughs> man? So, I mean, I'm glad you said that because in this report, it's not specifically, um, it's not uh, strictly uh you know, firearms, right? Like, there, we're also talking, like, munitions. We're talking missiles. We're talking bombs. We're talking, you know, uh, air defense capabilities, these things. And so, also within the last five years, uh, the U.S. has sent weapons to more than 100 countries, um, including, but not limited to, Afghanistan, Australia, Brazil, Canada, Denmark, Egypt, France, Greece, Indonesia, Japan, Norway, Taiwan, Ukraine, and Vietnam. Um, so with that being said, like we, we export a lot of firearms or if not, you know, again, not strictly firearms, we export a lot of munitions. It's not difficult for the U S to, you know, get these things out to people, which then puts into the mind of people who are not in the U S right. Mm -hmm. How easy is it for Americans to get firearms, right? Like, cause it must be super easy. It is. It's crazy easy here. I oh. could probably go out and get some milk and some eggs and a gun. Yeah. But I live in Utah, so that's different. Yeah. And so, again, there are some states here that, um, you know, we have background checks. We have some states do extended background checks. Some people have, like, waiting periods, which are really cool. Uh, but some states don't. And some many states, you know, enable the right to privately sell, which completely does away with the necessity for a background check. And so with that being said, it would just seems like it would seem like there's just fucking weapons falling out of Americans' pockets as we're walking down the street. Yeah. Um, which brings me to another point. Are, on this podcast, I, I can only speak for myself. Are we against the guns? Do we want to take away people's guns? I personally am not against guns. You own guns, right? Yep. Tell, tell the listeners what kind of guns you own if you don't feel, if you feel comfortable. I own three guns. Um, and so the reason why I'm not against, or the reason why I'm not against guns is 
because again, we have this, we live in a society where regardless of what happens, someone is going to be able to get the guns. Like when we tried, uh, the prohibition of alcohol, right? We had rum runners. We had people who were moonshining. Like, if you do away with all weapons, people are going to find ways to make more weapons. Like, there's there's no if ands, or buts about it. It's kind of like, like sex. Right. Like, if you outlaw sex, right? If you... That would suck. No, right. So, th- good point, right? Because if we're talking about sex ed, right? If we're saying that kids are only supposed to be taught abstinence throughout all of sexual education, then they're going to go out. They're going to be promiscuous. They're going to be like, hey, what's this? What's that? I want to... Or whenever they get the opportunity and, you know, feel comfortable enough in their being to do such things. But um, I, I digress. Um, the reason why I'm not against firearms is again because people are going to find out ways to do it and again i i feel that you know hunting people who want to hunt okay cool like that's not that doesn't bother me like you're not you're not hurting me per se you know what i'm saying like people who want to arm themselves to defend themselves against a home invasion okay cool like that's understandable um if we're saying you know police officers i don't see a problem with police officers having firearms and if people are being responsible with them which brings me to my point Mm -hmm. if people are being responsible with them right like if we can treat cars or excuse me treat guns like we do cars right like do you know get it fucking re-registered or like get your freaking id updated you know what i'm saying like you have to take a test you have to take a written test you have to be able to identify the different parts on it you have to know where the safety is like you have, how to have to, insurance for the you for have the to car have insurance you have to have insurance and if you don't have insurance you know you have to have like liability insurance right yes. and so i feel like there's so many different things that can be done but i feel in our in our current discourse, we're hearing many people say that, oh, they're trying to take our guns from us. Or on the flip, we're hearing, oh, people don't want to do anything about guns. We're just, you know, promoting the next mass shooter. Like, I feel like there must be a middle ground. I feel like there has to be some sort of sensible, reasonable, like, firearm regulation. Yeah. And I'm not a gun person. I don't really like guns. You know, I'm not interested in them. I will say, like, when I hear described, like, the scenes of these mass shootings, like, somebody said it looked like hamburger, hamburger, not to be disrespectful to the victims, it looked like hamburger splattered on the wall. Like, trouble recognizing that shit. That makes me mad. Yeah, that's definitely... And it makes me mad that... It's traumatizing. Some people, they went out the same morning and they got a gun. Just barely 18. Yeah. And that's... To fucking vote, like, you have to register... You have to be, what, 24, 26 to rent a fucking car? Yeah, man. Yeah. And that's, again, that's one of the hard, like, nuances of being, you know, in North America, the U.S. specifically, is, you know, we have some states where it's legal for someone to just walk up to, you know, this, not even a, like, basically a vendor, right? Like, yeah. And just say, hey, I want this one. I've got however much money. Boom. Okay, cool. Great. Thanks. I'm on my way to go. And so... In the eyes of a responsible person, like that innately, that's not a bad thing. Or again, the potential for harm is there, but innately, someone being able to access that innately is not a bad idea. It's not a bad yeah. thing. But what is done with it, the implications of what happens afterward, that's where the issues come. Like that's why I'm feeling like we need responsible, we need reasonable, you know, regulation, or at the very least, you know. I think there should be like a waiting period. If you want an AR, you know, sure. 
I think there should be a waiting period. You know, yeah. I have to, you have to wait to get registered to vote. You can't just do it right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, with technology now you can't, but back in the day, you know, you had to wait. Um, yeah. I think there should be some sort of delay, some sort of, um, some checks and balances with mental health. I think that should be mandatory. In Japan? Holy crap, dude. dude. You cannot get a gun there, man. <laughs> you can, you, can, you cannot get a gun You have there. to do so many things. And so I'm not saying... For a motherfucking country that almost, like, tried to conquer the world, like, half a century ago, not even, you can't get a gun there anymore. They make it extremely difficult to get guns. Oh, yeah. And they don't have as many violent crimes as the United States does. Right. And that's that's my point, is I feel... I'm not saying that we need Thank to you, go... Thank you, Yakuza. <laughs> I don't feel like we need to go full Japan and say, hey, we need like an, an entire like wall, like the, the, the freaking wall of China in density of regulations and stipulations and fucking hoops that you have to jump through. But we could have a few more like, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, and I think that, you know, training people like teachers, parents, social workers, Law enforcement, those kind of people to look for these red flags would be pretty vital to the solution of just stopping this or at least preventing more, you know, because how many red flags did these people show in their lives? Right. Showed so many, you know. And intense. And so I think that, you know, the impact that it also has on the the victims there. And I, I don't I don't want to like it, it. I don't like to use the term victim personally, but I personally don't like to use it. But. There's no other word. There's no other. There's no other way. Like in, in this particular instance, there's no other way. But for them and their families and the surviving community, like how that impacts them, right? Like how the shooting impacts the society at large, right? I feel like there's so many different, um, so many different aspects that can be looked at, right? Like when we say that this kid was a friend of mine, right? Like mm-hmm. or this kid was my my sibling or this kid was you know i didn't know them at all but they ended up dying and they were really they just struck the freaking classroom like yeah i feel that you know we do end up putting a lot of um attention on the victims and the families and survivors because that's where it's warranted right that's where that's where it needs to be because acknowledging this type of loss is is imperative right we can't just be like you know just brush it under and be like okay well yeah on to the next one right like that yeah i think i think this kind of disarms that argument of it's my god-given right right you know like when somebody's like arguing like yeah it's in the constitution but look at all these piles of children's bodies you know look at all of the, <sighs> yeah. just the carnage it's like something needs to be done right you know? so it's <sighs> Right, it's it can be your God-given right to bear arms, and and again, I don't personally believe that God gave us right to bear arms. But if that's what you believe, then I don't think God exists, so I'm right with it. And if that's what you believe, then that's what you believe. But I do not believe that it is one's God-given right to go on a mass shooting. I just don't like. I mean, you you technically speaking, you people have free will. You can. It's you can, it's but possible, that makes you a tiny dicked asshole. I, I don't think that TDA you know, that's people should one. be doing things like this. So so what can we do? Right? Well, I got some suggestions. Um, I kind of summarize them, but increase collaboration between like teachers, law enforcement, and mental health workers. Yeah, um, that'd be fucking incredible because they 
they don't talk. And I know HIPAA is involved. I think we, I, 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 obviously privacy is important, but of course, of course, I think therapists should be able to talk with law enforcement more about potential mass shooters, about potential threats in the community. Uh, teachers should be kind of trained on how to recognize like these problem students, not problem, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The students who are Red showing flags. clear signs of distress. Yes. There um, we go. Right. My social so- work tongue fails me sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. And so the, the collaboration, uh, cause it's not, it's at least to my knowledge, it's not happening. You know, right. there's not communication there. Right. And so I think the collaboration is super important. You like being able to converse between these different departments and say, Hey, this is what can be done. You know, if we have acknowledged this particular person, um, also, and again, super important, people keep bringing it up, like the family aspect. And again, it's not specifically only just the family aspect. There's so many other things that go into it, but it is important to acknowledge, right? Like, so if the parents are like noticing that their child is ex- exhibiting certain behaviors or like the, uh, what you, would you say? The, the cry out loud type of thing, would you say it was? I don't remember. I say so much shit, I don't remember. It was, um, so it was saying like, oh, I want to freaking shoot the school, or I want to I freaking... Oh, leakage of intent. Thank you, leakage of go. intent. Um, that sounds like some type of, like, I don't know, some type of butthole leakage like from a metal a prolapse. Band, bro. No, it sounds like, like that prolapse butthole we were talking about. That's what that sounds like, bro, some leakage of intent. Leakage of intent. I think it sounds more like a metal band, bro. I think that'll I be mean, my next I mean, we can agree to disagree. <laughs> we can agree to disagree, but like, so acknowledging... You know, things like that, you know, not even just noticing, not just saying, oh, hey, he did that, but acknowledging and, you know, discussing with one's child, like, okay, so, hey, I, I've noticed that you're, you know, da, da, da. are you okay? Like, is there anything that we can do to help? Like, I I know that, you know, you're, and this is just like anecdotal at this point, right? We're saying, oh, your your grandma passed her, whatever had happened to you to, you know, this huge traumatic event that had shifted your perspective. Is there anything that we can do to help? And Again, I know that that's not the only thing that can be done because I'm sure there's going to be kids who are like, no, there's nothing you can do to help. Like kids are going to be combative or, you know, young adults are going to be combative or wanting to be independent. But to to just notice these things and not talk about it, <clears throat> I feel like that's is equally as destructive yeah. as telling them, hey, go out and do it. And I will say this. I have worked with lots of families and engaging parents is one of the hardest things to do as a mental health worker. Yeah. Because they don't want to hear what you got to say, they bro. They don't want to hear it. <laughs> they're like, who the fuck are you? A lot of them have personality disorders, mm-hmm. mental health disorders that they're dealing with too that they don't even know. Yeah. And so I think the locus of control with that kind of stuff, monitoring, should be like in school counselors, school social workers, that kind of thing. And teachers, I think there should be stronger collaboration between those. Right. Also, from a legislative standpoint, right? Like, and I, and I know people are going to get all up in arms, like, oh, oh, oh you freaking trying to take away my guns? Like, yes. no. Just kidding. <laughs> I we, we are no. turning this into a, what's that What's that term? Uh, a uh, dictatorship, and no. we are going to take your guns. No, we're not going to do that. I'm not. Um, so what I'm saying is, like, from a, like a legislative standpoint, right? Like, we say that... Uh, we enact guns are bad just kidding guns have, <laughs> guns have potential to be bad um we enact policies mass that, shooters have tiny dicks <laughs> we enact policies that help to strengthen not only the resolve of the people when things like this happen because they're gonna fucking happen yeah but 
we enact policies that help to prevent these types of things. Like, and I, I saw that, you know, someone was saying raising the weapon purchasing age to 21. And though I think there's, you know, some validity in that, right? Like, we, again, if someone's in the military, like they, they had, should go they up have like the, 24. If someone's in the military, they can, they can <laughs> if someone's be in, in the military. At, but how much training did you have to go through? You have to go through a, through a lot to like, freaking fire. But what, what I'm trying to say here Sorry, is at age 18, you're able to legally carry a firearm ostensibly to shoot someone else who's, you know, trying to hurt America at age 18. And so I feel like if we can ensure like more rigid training courses or more, you know, awareness towards like, you know, suicidality or like, hey, these are mass shooters are just a bit like, hey, these are these types of things that people are doing with these weapons. So let's try to be more, you know, let's be more careful about how we're approaching these situations. Like, I feel like it's, it's, it's possible, but again, like it's, it's difficult just to say, hey, this is the one way to do it because there's there's so many yeah. different latent side effects of doing anything Yeah, on a sociological massive scale. I will say there's danger in doing fuck all. Like, like we yeah, have absolutely. Like, so far, we've done fuck all, you know? And there's danger in that, too. Yeah. So, like, let's do something, yeah, you know? I'm not sure. saying we take away everybody's guns and become a... Communist dictatorship or nothing. That would be nice. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this guy. <laughs> sarcasm, yo. Um, I'm just saying, like, we got to do something. Like, fuck. Yeah, man. If I, I, I hate that people have to wake up and take their kids to school and be afraid of them not coming home or coming home in body bags. Right. That hurts my heart. And so another... Another point is someone. Some people say like, "Hey, let's let's arm teachers, right? Let's have you know." And so I, I can understand why someone would think that's a good idea, but then I can also understand why that's a terrible idea. Like, let's say we arm a teacher, and this teacher's like, "Oh, hey, child, turn to page thirty-two, look down, and then here's my gun." <laughs> I said, "Turn to page thirty-two. Yeah, like what if, no. what if what if we have like Jeffrey Dahmer teaching the kids, and we give him a gun, you know? Right. Or let's say God. let's say we we. Let's let's put it on the flip, right? Let's say we have another unfortunate mass school shooting, right? And the teacher now has a firearm. The perpetrator knows that the teachers have the firearms. So I would imagine that they would go for the teachers first because teachers would be the first line of defense against everyone else. And so that would make teachers essentially targets. And so I feel like that's... Would it also increase like the tactical preparation by the shooter if they know that there's going to be more guns? Like, Absolutely. Maybe they bring explosives, or maybe they bring they would become something they, else. They would come more prepared. They would come more hardened. Like there's there's nothing that you can tell me that would make me believe otherwise. Like if if we have a shooter who is walking into a building knowing full well, one hundred percent fact that there was another person, maybe even multiple people in there that have not only one but maybe many guns. I'm coming strapped to the fucking body team, armor. Bro. Like there is nothing that you can do to harm me because I'm getting through all of you motherfuckers. If that was the person. That's right? what happened in Uvalde. Like the, they had armed guards. They had the police there. Mm -hmm. And the response was, I mean, it's still an investigation. We can say lack But let's just say so far that we know J June 2022, they did fuck all. Yeah. We can say the response was lackluster. Yes. Was, I would uh, say that's a very generous term, but yes. 
I mean, yeah, dude, like, and that, okay, so while we're on this topic, I really didn't even want to fucking do this, but now that we're here, like, oh, we're going to do this, man, like, we got to, Somebody's how, to how is it that we can justify, you know, tasing and, you know, arresting parents who are saying, hey, my child is in there, like, you guys are armed officers, you're here, please go help them, but uh, are they, are they too unruly, are they... Were are they interfering with the investigation, or wh what was it that would cause an officer to say, "Hey, let me, you know, put this grieving parent, you know, in an even more uncomfortable situation because I'm here to help." The only thing I can think of—it's a really shitty explanation—but I'm thinking like Uvalde, please. It's it's Uvalde, not Uvalde, by the way. Not saying you said it wrong, no, but good. a lot of people say Uvalde. It's Uvalde. Um, that, that bothers me. Um, I can only think of them not wanting the mom to run in there and make the situation worse. Sure. By aggravating the shooter or prompting more shootings. Word. I can I can even I'll go so far as to say I can understand that. I did say it was a shitty argument. I didn't say it was a good one. Right. I said a shitty. I can understand that. So let's say this lady is, you know, wanting to run in there and stop everything. Okay, we, we, we stop that lady because maybe that, that might, might might not be the best idea. So how about all of us go in there instead? Like, there's a bunch of us and maybe one of these guys. Maybe some cops have tiny dick syndrome. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to find, like, the a justification cop. for the response. Like, was it like, oh, we needed more information or like, but I guess this is what the investigation is for, quote unquote investigation, because I don't know who's actually um, conducting they it. They have stopped collaborating with the investigators, that department, their lawyers, so. Really? Yes. As far as I know. We can look that up and check it later, but. Huh. They've kind of shut down the investigation so far. And so, I guess we have more unanswered questions, such as yeah. life. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's kind of going to mark our first podcast. Yeah. Um, and real quick, that was the first episode, but I want to say many of these episodes that we're going to be talking about touch on very sensitive issues. And if you or anyone you know is struggling with any of these issues that we're going to be talking about. Get help. Please get help. Please support each other. This world is terrible. This world is trying to tear us apart, but we got to support one another. Otherwise, we're going to see more negativity, and that's just not good for anybody. Word. All right. <laughs> we out. We out.